from the Mid-South Van Studio in Hernando, Mississippi, Rooster Production presents Under the Water Tower. And now, here are your hosts, Derek Biglane and Matt Crane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Derek. Well, here we are. It's uh, Tuesday, and we are starting our first episode of the Under the Water Tower podcast. It's a, kind of been a crazy day, crazy summer, uh, and but we've talked about this for a little while, uh, and I guess we're getting it started. That's right. Uh, you and I have been talking about doing something like this for a couple of years, and we're actually uh, starting to uh, put our money where our mouth is, and, and uh, good to be with you. All right. I uh, just kind of want to uh, reach out to everybody. Again, this is a show it's called Under the Water Tower. It will be We'll be talking about anything, everything, all things DeSoto County. That'll involve news. Uh, it'll involve uh, sports, uh, upcoming events. I uh, just want to go on record, we are not news broadcasters. Neither one of us have a news degree. Uh, however, we do think that uh, with um, you know, the lack of coverage we have in the area, both locally uh, and regionally, uh, you know, usually you know, we have a, a paper that's online mostly now. Uh, we don't, Clear and Ledger does not reach up this far, uh, but Commercial Appeal. We'll come down here from time to time, but usually to cover bad news. So, you know, we thought that, you know, at this time we could kind of reach out and, you know, a county that has 200,000 people deserves to be able to, uh, you know, understand what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, Hernando is a, a wonderful, uh, still considered a small town. And, and so we, what we're looking forward to doing is uh, just learning more about DeSoto County, learning more about different things going on, going on in Hernando, from political leaders to coaches school administrators. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun and uh, just look forward to hopefully years and years of opportunities to do this. Uh, if you'd like to look us up on Facebook, it is Under the Water Tower Podcast. That's Under the Water Tower po- Podcast on Facebook. On Instagram, we're we are at UTW Podcast. Twitter, UTW Pod. And please consider subscribing at any of your podcast uh, listening devices. Uh, for what we're looking for is um, kind of the expectations we wanted to give to you is that we're going to come try to come to you starting off twice a week, uh, something toward the weekend, probably on Friday, so we'll post. Uh, also looking for another Tuesday post to kind of talk about what happened on the weekend, go over football games. Uh, we will be covering uh, those in a minimal degree, spending some time just giving you know shout-outs to the, the players uh, who have put in a lot of time and effort only to not be able to see their name in the paper or, or hear their name on the uh, – on the radio or on the television, we want to be able to provide that for them. We uh, both grew up in small towns where we always look forward to, you know, the next day opening the paper up and seeing, you know, reading about our friends, reading about ourselves, maybe, you know, doing something. And so we wanted to bring that uh, in kind of a, uh, I guess, an updated forum on podcast. So we hope that y'all enjoy it. Uh, We hope that y'all will listen in and and tell your friends and family to listen in uh, just so y'all can just kind of hear about that along with, again, as Matt said, covering, uh, you know, talking, letting local politicians come in here and, and talk about, you know, what they want to see, what they want to do, uh, and also uh, other local leaders. And again, Derek, we're coming to you from the Mid-South Vans studio in Hernando. Mid-South Vans has been in business for over five years. Mid-South Vans has 12 and 15 passenger vans for all of your personal, business, or church travel needs. Uh, please reach out to the team at Mid-South Vans, 662 469 Four five five five. That's six six two four six nine four five 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 for a daily, weekly, or even monthly rental of a van. All right. Well, uh, I think the uh, first topic uh, we thought we were going to be talking about everybody starting school this week. Uh, however, uh, the public schools delayed it another week uh, to August seventeenth. That was coming from the governor, not a local decision. Uh, and so 
the right now, this is as of Tuesday, as we said, Tuesday morning, uh, August 11th. The um, the two the three schools in the local area that are open are uh, Sacred Heart and Magnolia Heights, which started on Friday, and North Point Christian School started this morning. So they are in, they're going. Uh, from what we have heard, there's been no uh, issues at Magnolia Heights uh, or at Sacred Heart. And of course, you know we'll hear from North Point by our Friday episode. You know, we'll kind of know if there's anything coming out of that. But I think that it's exciting that school is back started. I know there are a lot of people that are looking for the structure, uh, looking to have the kids in the classroom. And so I think that this is uh, well on our way to hopefully a somewhat normal year. We know that uh, there will be events that happen. Um, and, you know, we still know that uh, there will be, you know, people that get the virus. Uh, there will have to be, you know, uh, quarantines, isolations. Uh, but we also know that, you know, in my opinion, that the schools need to be open. The, the, the children need to be in there. Uh, the ones that can be, uh, the ones that are uh, compromised, you know, obviously need to stay at home, need to social distance uh, along with the family members. Um, but we do, you know, think that the, the structure is best. And, again, whatever decisions made but whatever families, I hope that everybody is uh, gentle and kind and handling that and understanding that everybody has a different opinion and different uh, situation because of where they're coming from and how their families are affected. That's exactly right. And, and Derek, we've talked about this numerous times off the air. Uh, the reaction in March was the correct reaction. We needed to stop and reset and take a look at what was going on. We were learning so much uh, from the virus. And look, five months later, we know so much more. Um, you know, hopefully, Lord willing, we're headed towards a vaccine. Uh, headed towards um, just a much more understanding of this uh, disease, uh, this um, virus. And so, um, you know, but every one of us, you and I are both parents. Every one of us uh, are looking forward to uh, leadership. We're looking forward to people that will react slowly, uh, react with facts, and uh, and, and put our, get our kids back to uh, a learning environment because you and I have talked again off air, the, the number of kids that are struggling in this environment of not going to school, whether it be nutrition, whether it be learning, whether it be guidance, structure. Uh, I spoke with a kindergarten teacher the other day and just the nurturing that a lot of these kids aren't getting, uh, it's time to get back to um, because these poor children have been out of school for five months now, and some of them have been in just very tough situations. So that's what I'm most excited about for DeSoto County Schools and your kids as well going back to uh, to school. Yeah, um, and just full disclosure, my, my both my children do go to North Point. Uh, my wife works at North Point, uh, and so we are you know pretty tied to the school. Uh, I, I probably know a little more about – the policies and procedures that they're having uh, throughout the, uh, I guess, the pandemic. Uh, and so I want to go over that just real quickly. Uh, Sacred Heart, as I said, Magnolia Heights also have their own protocols. Uh, for North Point, um, there will be masks worn uh, between change of classes. There will be masks worn into the school. There will be masks worn uh, leaving school uh, and then walking, uh, you know, as a, uh, also to enter classes. Now, when they're inside the classrooms, the teachers are allowed to, at, to ask them slash tell them to remove their mask if they would like. Uh, and so that's kind of the, the way that North Point is handling it. Again, we don't know how that's going to work, what that looks like, but uh, that is the protocol, uh, and that will be the way that's handled. Um, also, for athletic events, uh, right now they do have a full slate of fall events, cross-country, girls' volleyball, girls' soccer, and football. Uh, and so we will see uh, most of those have been practicing throughout the summer. Um, they're doing the wipe downs uh, on the equipment between. Uh, they are social distancing on the field, on the track. Um, and so we'll just kind of see again. There have been no issues to this point for the sports teams. Uh, however, we'll see with, you know, obviously with everybody coming back uh, in, the, uh, in the school, in the classroom, 
that could be a different story. So we will see. But that, that is the protocol for that. And I know that, uh, Matt, the public schools, uh, they're, they're looking at going mask all day. Yeah, that's what I've heard is mask all day. Um, is North Point, are they able to um – do things more outside if possible? Do teachers have that ability possibly they, to go? They do, especially for the younger uh, classes. They could have them outside, you know, a lot of times uh, doing maybe like science class outside more. Um, you know, if it's, it, you know, August may be a little tough, uh, to be honest, but they are doing that. They're also splitting the lunches up into five periods, five 30-minute segments. And so they've also designated three separate rooms for cafeterias. So it won't be just the, the regular cafeteria. There will also be three other designated areas on campus that are considered a cafeteria to be able to spread the kids out. Nice. I mean, it sounds like a good plan. Again, you and I have talked about it. We need leadership. We need plans. We need people saying, here's what's going on with your kids. When you drop them off to the second you pick them back up, here's what we're trying to do. Here's what we're planning to do. Uh, we can't just kind of not what, not know what's going on. And I think uh, teachers, uh, students are looking for structure. And uh, we thank you to all those teachers and all the, the parents and teachers and cafeteria workers and school administrators that are working uh, so hard to get our kids back to school and working so hard to uh, to do things the safe, right way. Uh, we know you love our children. We know you, you love the, the children of DeSoto County as much as anybody, and we just thank you so much for that. We really do. We have many friends uh, who are teachers, who are administrators, uh, principals, and so we just, again, reach out to them. Uh, you know who you are. Uh, and we just appreciate all that you've done. Uh, and again, preparing in the last uh, two or three weeks, getting ready, administrators and principals, y'all been there well over a month. And we're just very thankful uh, for the, the schools that we have, uh, the school choices that are offered. And also, though, we want to also respect those uh, that decide that they're going to do online only and or, uh, you know, homeschool, uh, at least for the first semester, if not the full year. Because again, uh, everybody's situation is different. Uh, you know, people have uh, maybe have immune compromised people at home, uh, their caretakers, whether it be a grandmother, whether it be another relative, may have something. And so if they choose to do that, and you hear that they choose to do that, let's try not to be vocal about who's right and who's wrong. You know, I think there's better as a, as a, just as a community that we just, you know, say, hey, look, we under, you know, understand, uh, you know, and we will, uh, you know, we respect that's your decision. And it's, it's no use arguing about, you know, which way is better. Uh, it's all, you know, everybody, again, will do what's best for them. And I think that's just the most important thing. That's exactly right. And last thing for the teachers, administrators, uh, th those that work in the school systems, you know, try not to uh, allow your, your beacon to be Facebook or your beacon to be social media opinions about what's going on, especially at your school. Uh, lean on your, your principals, uh, those in charge per se, and, uh, and, and learn from them and pay attention to what they tell us all to do, uh, tell you to do, et cetera. Uh, and again, we, we love you and thank you so much for everything you do for us. When the schools start next week, you know, masks will be required. So it's, it's it. That is it. We all want to see the school year go as, as uh, smoothly as possible. We all want the children to remain in school uh, going forward uh, in some way, whether you bring your children now or whether you come at the end of the nine weeks or at the end of the semester. We do want school to be open. So, again, please wear your mask. Uh, please, you know, listen to what the authorities are telling you, whether it be the principal, whether it be uh, the, the governor, whoever it may be, in order to, you know, be able to keep the schools open. So, again, thank you all for all the whole work that you do. Podcast brought to you by The Print House, located at 2462 Church Street in Hernando. The Print House is your one-stop shop for printing services, uh, whether it's business cards, banners, screen printing for T-shirts, as well as a showroom full of all your vinyl and T-shirt needs. Uh, whether it's a new logo or marketing plan for your business, or a large order of t-shirts for your family reunion or church group, the ladies at the Print House can help. Simply give them a call at 662-298-3105 
or find them online at theprinthousems.com. That's 662-298-3105 or online at theprinthousems.com. Podcast also brought to you by Precision Services, located here in Hernando. Whether you're a real estate flipper or homeowner with simply too much in your yard, Precision can help. They specialize in residential or commercial renovations. With over 20 years' experience in the demolition, junk removal, and construction business, Precision is eager to bid on your next project. Give them a call at 662-469-4189. That's 662-469-4189. Mention this podcast and get 5% off your estimate instantly. That's Precision Services, specializing in residential or commercial renovations. And speaking of the print house, I think that I may need to go get me a t-shirt with a water towel on the back of it. Absolutely. We're going to have those coming up pretty soon. Pay attention on our Facebook page. Pay attention on our Instagram. We'll begin to have those t-shirts. We'll possibly, obviously, maybe go to our advertisers first, and then we'll go from there. All right, next thing we want to look at uh, today is that there's a a planning committee, uh, planning meeting tonight in Hernando. Um, But uh, it is tonight. It's tonight, tonight, yes. uh, tonight at 6 p.m. at the Gale Center. It will not be at City Hall. Uh, they have opened it up to the Gale Center because of what they you know, uh, anticipate will be a large participa- uh, precipita- per- participation, uh, participation uh, from the uh, constituents uh, in town. And so that will be opened up. Um, just, you know, again, the, the two things on the agenda, the largest one, of course, is the Madison Lakes. Uh, Madison Lakes, for those of y'all that are not familiar with Hernando, have just moved into Hernando, uh, is a piece of property located uh, at the corner of Bahelia uh, and, I guess, Mackinvale on one side and then Bahelia and Jaybird on the other side. It's a very large old gravel pit uh, that is um, has been, I guess, actually approved for a, a PUD back in 2005, I believe. I know it was before the, the recession. And so there was a master plan already in place. What they're looking to do is to amend that plan. Uh, part of the reason for the amendment is because times have changed. Uh, the other uh, reason for the amendment is because the there is now a school and a road going through uh, that was not there 15 years ago. Uh, Hernando Hills Elementary and then the new Mackinville Road that will connect to the Mackinville interchange, uh, interchange at uh, I-69. Uh, so that is uh, happening tonight. Um, you know, this came through out about a year ago, I guess, uh, and it was uh, a lot of people came out and opposed it uh, because of several factors, one of them being the high density area, um, that they, they thought that the density was too high for the area, and also uh, some size of some houses and some apartments. So again, uh, I know that there are plans out there. I'm not going to speak to it right now, but I've, I've heard things, I've heard rumors, I have not seen the actual plan, so I will reserve any kind of comment until Friday. Uh, but I, you know, I do think that the plan is better than last year, and I think that more people will be happy. I'm not saying everybody's going to be happy, but I think it's a uh, they have listened to what the, the uh, constituents said last time and have brought back a better plan the exit the mackinville exit uh is a big part of the project now so it kind of shapes uh some different things that they can do there uh with the land derek you and i've talked about it numerous times a lot of neighborhoods or development have been slowed down a bit uh by concerned citizens discussing or possibly talking about you know our schools can't hold it our our streets can't hold it those type things and so um you know, growth in DeSoto County is real. It is coming uh, this way. Um, and I, I, I feel like Hernando needs to be uh, forward thinking, need, needs to be looking 5, 10, maybe even 20 years in advance of what the future looks like and uh, and be forward thinking. Or it possibly may pass us right by and head right on down to Sanitobia. I agree. 
and I just want people to, again, uh, there are there are some people that have the idea that okay, now you know we need to slow growth, stop growth. Uh, you know, now that I'm here, lock the door type you know mannerisms. And I, I hope that people listening don't don't have that attitude. Uh, you know, it's it's easy to say okay, let's you know I'm here now, or or my family's here now, or people that I love are here now. We don't need anybody less you know let anybody else in. Uh, but you know, there's a local people that have been here 40 years that could have said the same for me. I didn't get here till about 20 years ago. Uh, and so I think that we just need to keep an open mind, as Matt said. And just, I mean, again, uh, it's going to happen. That's a piece of property. It's a valuable piece of property. It's got beautiful lakes on it. It will be at the corner. Uh, again, the interchange will come off right there. You'll have four commercial corners coming off uh, on the right there at Green Tea uh, and at the new Mackinville. Uh, and so just, again, just let's listen to what they have to say. Uh, let's keep an open mind. Uh, you know, obviously, if there's something that doesn't look right, I mean, it's everybody's right to speak their mind, and I hope the lo- local leaders will do the same thing. But, you know, something will be developed there. It was already approved 15 years ago. And so, you know, I, again, everybody needs to fight what they think is right. Everybody, I know, is protective of their property values. But we also need to remember that we do need to have uh, housing here for the young people to buy. We do need to have housing here for the elderly, you know, who don't want, uh, you know, who want zero property lines, no upkeep. Uh, and I know that there's some subdivisions, one right there at the corner of Mackinville, but hell yeah, actually is a over 55 uh, neighborhood. And there, there's a couple more trying to come in. But again, we do need those things. Uh, if my son right now, uh, as I said, he's a junior, be a junior in high school. You know, if he were to be graduating from college right now and looking for a $150,000, $200,000 house, there are very few and far between in Hernando and, and basically in a lot of parts of, the, of DeSoto County. That's exactly right. And a lot of the houses that you're describing sometimes rent for as much as $1,500 a month. And so... So, uh, you know, the 25-year-old me that would want a house, a mortgage at $1,100 a month, you know, having to pay $1,500 in rent so I could live in Hernando uh, would, be, would be tough. So that's, there's a lot of different things to think about. There's a lot of different things to uh, talk about. But again, this is going to be that kind of show where we can talk about those things. We're going to update you on what happened at the, the uh, Alderman's meeting and the Planning Commission, all that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to update you on those things from both sides. We're going to be kind of straight down the middle, just give information is our goal mainly. And uh, and so we're looking forward to, to doing more of that. But I know it's a, a big topic. Madison Lakes uh, subdivision, that area, um, is, is not far from where Derek and I live. And it's uh, um, with the exit coming off Mackinville, that, that um, the corner, the four corners right there, the intersection, commercial growth. We talk about uh, needing tax revenue. Well, that's exactly the kind of situation right there that can, can benefit Hernando from a tax revenue standpoint that we may not like, but the tax revenue can allow for better parks or better baseball fields or better all those things that people get on Facebook and and get upset about uh, you have to have tax revenue and uh, having those uh, spots commercially can really help agree that's a great point Um, you know people you know, you see houses and, you know, a bunch of neighborhoods being put in, and that's absolutely a great thing, and we're becoming a very desired town to live in, Hernando is. Um, but at the same time, the if you know, putting in a residential neighborhood does not, it does produce property tax, but it costs a city. Uh, they have to hire more policemen, more firemen. They have to put in, you know, they're running more infrastructure. And so it actually costs a city to, you know, to bring in houses, whereas commercial is where they make the money from, commercial, industrial, uh, you know, warehousing, that type of things, um, which, of course, you know, we know that the, the large warehouses come in on 51 so again uh just uh, that'll be tonight we'll, we'll try to you know briefly cover it on fr- our friday podcast to kind of go over what was said then uh, the other one uh that is also coming tonight uh dale wilson uh is bringing a um uh, a rezoning uh 
uh, right next to uh, One Memphis Street, right there, uh, next to the event center. Uh, the north lo- side? The north side? The north side, yes. Yeah, a little um, small area right there. Grassy area, grassy I think area. that's sometimes used actually for you know events that are have there. Some people kind of spill over into that. Sure. He's looking to rezone that from a C3 uh, to a PUD. And so Real he quick, does. The, the building right next to that, the old the Goodwood Lumber Building. Across the street. Yep. Across the street. But that was recently purchased and should mm-hmm. be some big things happening for that building. Coming up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So, again, we don't know what that looks like. Well, I'm sure some people do, but uh, Matt and I do not know what uh, that looks like right now. But, again, that will also be coming tonight. Uh, so just kind of look for those things. Uh, again, we will have more information on Friday, but this is what we're going to do. You know, unfortunately, with the pandemic, there have been a lot of fundraisers, a lot of golf tournaments, uh, a lot of uh, those type of events, Water Tower Festival, all that has been postponed or canceled. Uh, and so, you know, we'll, we will be covering those when they happen again. But right now, we're looking more at uh, Alderman meetings, uh, Planning Commission meetings, and right you know, we're, we're, we're talking specifically today about Hernando, but we will be looking at South Haven. Uh, we will be looking at Olive Branch, Horn Lake, uh, and also seeing, you know, when they're having, uh, you know, uh, big things going on. I mean, Horn Lake's got a great corner right there at, uh, at Goodman Road and Horn Lake Road, the new Walmart is. They've got some uh, stuff coming in over there. Uh, I know there's, I think there's an Aldi going up right there. Uh, obviously, South Haven has Silo Square. Um, they have, you know, several buildings going up. Brian Hill's doing a, a, a wonderful job there on, on what's being built, and so I think they've already, two or three of the businesses have already moved in to Silo Square. Uh, that's exciting. Of course, we've all heard that they're also putting a kind of a walkway coming from the amphitheater uh, across the street. Uh, and then Olive Branch. Uh, of course, the Olive Branch has a lot of the uh, the commercial, uh, you know, the Academy Strip Center, uh, the Target Strip Center, all, you know, basically from Pleasant Hill Road back toward town. I mean, stuff going up left and right every day. So we'll be covering all that too. Uh, it's just that we, we live in Hernando. Uh, it is called Under the Water Tower. So we'll be coming from the county seat uh, every time that we podcast. But, uh, we you know, we will be covering the other town. And any of those businesses open Opening in Silo Square. If they're in, interested in advertising with us, they can reach out to us at under the water tower info at gmail.com. That's under the water tower info at gmail.com. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, last thing we wanted to talk about today, uh, again, this is kind of a shortened podcast. We wanted to, first of all, just get out there who we are and what we're trying to do. Uh, but, you know, and how, I guess the other reason is, is though we thought we'd have more school to talk about. Uh, we thought that, you know, we would have uh, football games coming up, but we don't. Uh, however, we will. Uh, I, I kind of want to just, the, the first games that I know about, um, or that I guess that we know about, uh, are the private school games. Uh, North Point uh, will be starting on August 28th. That will be their first uh, home game against Fayette Ware. Uh, I mean, your Heights has uh, games coming up. Uh, they'll have a game in August. Uh, then most of the public schools, I believe, are starting the Friday after that, which I believe is September 4th, uh, if I remember right. Uh, and so we're going to be covering that. And what we're going to be doing uh, is reaching out to all of the coaches in the area. Uh, so coaches, if you're, if you're listening now, uh, parents of players who are hearing this, administrators that are hearing this, uh, we would really like to get the uh, coaches' um, uh, information. I'm not, we're not looking to bother them. Uh, we can talk by phone. We can do it through email. Uh, but there's basically we would like a list of questions that we want to go ahead and get, and get from them uh, just about, you know, some info on their team. Uh, we want to be able to do uh, as fair a job as we can. Obviously, we're not going to take sides. Um, we are going to be uh, completely objective on how the seasons are going for all the teams. But we do need to get the information. So uh, coaches will be reaching out to you, uh, either getting your numbers from the schools or in some other way. Uh, and, again, if you prefer it by email, that's fine too. But we're going to reach out to you, just kind of get the you know, basis of your team, returning starters, captains, you know, just uh, and you know maybe the, off, the base offense and defenses that you run so we can have an intelligent conversation uh, about your game each week so look for that uh, schools were also you know we're trying to be uh, as fair-minded as possible so we will be either focusing on girls volleyball uh, or girls soccer also for the schools 
uh, we, we pick one. Uh, basically, it's probably about who responds better <laughs> or easier. Uh, and so we will also be reaching out for that because we want to be inclusive uh, and also be able to cover uh, the, the girls, the women's sports uh, the same way. So again, we will be reaching out to you. We hope that y'all will, will help us. We, we, you know, we need the help. There's only two of us. Uh, and there will be, you know, anywhere from five to ten games a week. Uh, plus, of course, the, the girls will be having several games a week, especially soccer could you know, play up to twice a week if, if we decide to do it that way. So, again, just be, you know, looking out for that. You know, you will be hearing from us, and we hope that you all can share not only the, uh, the starting info, uh, but also, you know, throughout the season, just kind of send us the snippets as we go because we would love to get your name. We would love to get your player's name, you know, and, and just be able to celebrate them every week. It's looking like, and just kind of doing a little research here, uh, Hernandez's first game maybe on the 21st. I think – well, let's check that because I think okay. they moved everything. Okay. Um, uh, everything was postponed out until after Labor Day, and I think that's why we have to also – good point there, Matt. We also need to be able to get updated schedules. I know North Point – again, I, I hate to keep harping on that, but I know that what, since my, my, my son plays, um, the what they've done is they had to cancel their game on the 21st. Their first game was on the 28th. And of so now they may be going from ten games to nine games overall, and two more of those games have to be rescheduled because right now they're TBA, okay. basically in the middle of the season. So they're still all. I think all schedules are kind of a work in progress up in the air. Yeah, and we're going to get better at this. We're going to have a little bit more research and have answers uh, from that uh, those questions regarding uh, MHSAA sports in DeSoto County. Uh, but again, Derek, go back to what we were talking about first of the show coverage out of Jackson, Mississippi for DeSoto County High Schools is it, it just doesn't happen. They they we're in a whole other world up here. Uh, Memphis uh, sports, Memphis news gets barely any coverage. So we want to give an opportunity to um, you know let the coaches in DeSoto County uh, speak with us. Uh, there's going to be opportunities where we're going to interview a good number of them uh, and, and and ask them questions about their team and and hopefully uh, their philosophy on coaching those type of stuff. Uh, nothing too boring, of course. We're not going to go too deep into the X's and O's. But uh, these, these guys are, are leaders in our community, certainly leaders of our men in our high schools, and uh, we, we'd like to interview them and, and, and have any questions uh, answered. Again, that's underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. If, you, if you're interested in uh, working with us, interview, interviewing possibly, if you are a coach in the area uh, in DeSoto County, please reach out to us, underthewatertowerinfo at gmail.com. Uh, we will be reaching out to you soon, uh, but if you want to go ahead and try and reach, into, uh, reach out to us, uh, that'd be uh, appreciated uh, so we can go ahead and get that scheduled so we can talk about your team locally, DeSoto County High Schools. Yeah, so that's, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to, I guess, doing this podcast. I'm really looking forward to the season. I'm really looking forward to getting the school started. Uh, I think that we all are keeping our fingers crossed. Um, and so, uh, you know, we are, again, talked about this for a while. Very excited about this. We hope that y'all will join us. We hope that you will share. We hope that you will uh, subscribe uh, wherever you – if you're on iTunes, if you're on uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, whatever you happen to be on, please uh, look us up and subscribe. And then on Apple, if you would you know, reach out and give us a five-star review, uh, we would really appreciate that uh, because we want to be able to grow. We want to be able to, uh, you know, look to – start you know covering events better uh sports better uh but we need your help to do that uh whether you send us information uh, whether you advertise with us to allow us to get out more and to be able to do that sort of thing uh, or you know whether you um just you know provide us with uh just support uh behind the scenes or however it may be we just hope that this can be a community podcast uh i mean matt and i you know we, we wanted to do this we I wanted to start this, but again, this is a community. We're, uh, I've said this uh, to several people that, you know, DeSoto County is, you know, as 
200,000 people, as mentioned before, but, you know, we're really one large town, uh, and I think that we all love each other. I think that we all uh, try to work together, and we have our differences. We'll have our, you know, uh, differences of opinion, and, you know, some towns, you know, we'll have our little town rivalries, uh, but we are all one big, you know, community trying to you know go about this the best that we can and again with you know Memphis to the north of us who just kind of you know maybe don't doesn't give us as I said the coverage that we, re- we need Jackson doesn't pay us a lot of attention unless it's for our sales tax or you know for certain kind of votes for elections uh, again this is this is who we want to be and so we just uh, we appreciate you listening we appreciate you being here we appreciate you you know any any support and help that you can give Uh, while we try to do this. That's right, Derek. Please, again, like us on Facebook at Under the Water Tower Podcast. That's Under the Water Tower Podcast on Facebook. UTW Podcast on Instagram. UTW Podcast on Instagram. And on Twitter, UTW Pod. That's UTW Pod on Twitter. And again, like Derek said, please subscribe on whichever provider you use for your uh, podcasts so we can continue to grow. Um, And lastly, if you'd like to advertise with our show, please reach out one last time under the water tower info at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you about our advertising packages and opportunities for Hernando and DeSoto County businesses uh, in an effort to grow together. Matt, a couple things before we go. Uh, first of all, we want to thank Zach at bleed TV for helping us with the editing and setting everything up. We really do appreciate his help with this podcast bleed TV. Uh, if you want to go there to listen to breakdowns of your favorite TV shows, uh, Bleed TV is on a lot of the, the same streaming services, Spotify, Apple. So please look for that and uh, go and subscribe. also want to thank Rebecca Black with RBB Consulting. Uh, used to the water tower that she prepared for us, the artwork that we have uh, that you see on our Twitter feed, on Instagram, etc. Uh, that was done by her. We really do appreciate her help with the artwork. And finally, since this is a podcast for you know we're, we're dads, and I just wanted to reach out and, you know, what would a dad be if not being able to embarrass his daughter? So I want to reach out and just say a happy birthday to Allie, my daughter. She is 14 today, and I just want to wish her a happy birthday. And a happy great, birthday, Allie. And a great first day of school, and I hope that she has a good one. So that's, that's the first episode. And I'm Derek. And I'm Matt. And we'll be coming to you again from the county seat under the water tower. <laughs>